0: Hello, I'm Alice Warner, and I'm the chief editor of Orthodontic Products. Thank you for joining me for this episode on the Medcore Podcast Network. Now, in our last episode, we talked to infection prevention expert and orthodontic industry consultant Jackie Dorst about the CDC's October 31st health advisory alert to the dental community regarding dental waterlines. To follow up on that episode and really drive into dental unit waterline maintenance, I'm joined by Kelly Dimes and Mike Russ from ProEdge Dental Water Labs. ProEdge not only offers products to treat and test dental unit water lines, but they also offer a number of resources to help educate and support the dental community on keeping their water safe. Now, Kelly is a senior consultant and education specialist at ProEdge Dental, a former nurse with a passion for infection control and prevention, times holds multiple certifications in infection control, including the OSAP, D-A-N-B, Dental Industry Specialist in Infection Prevention and Control. Since joining the ProEdge team six years ago, she has helped thousands of dental healthcare professionals establish and maintain a safe water protocol. Times has made it her mission to arm as many people as possible with the knowledge needed to keep their patients and establish a culture of safety. Now, Mike is regional sales manager for ProEdge Dental. Mike has spent over 31 years in the dental industry spending much of his time working one-on-one with dental professionals, sales reps, and industry educators to help them learn how vital safe water lines are to protecting their patients, practice, and reputation. Mike has lectured for multiple hygiene associations on infection control, and his insight into dental waterline safety is relied on by many of the movers and shakers in infection control compliance. So Kelly, Mike, thank you so much for joining me today. Now, The reason we're talking about this is the CDC issued a rare health alert advisory to the dental community October 31st, and the alert concerns outbreaks of non-tuberculosis, mycobacteria infections related to dental water lines. Now, according to the CDC... Notice these infections have occurred in children who receive plupotomies, and I'm going to slaughter that word, um, in pediatric dental clinics where the dental treatment waterline contain high levels of bacteria. So let's start off with, um, what are your thoughts on this advisory, and what are you hearing from the dental or even the orthodontic community, who you work with?
1: I think it's it's created definitely a panic, but maybe kind of stirring people into, oh my gosh, I need to to get things under control or make sure that I'm okay
2: yeah I, I agree i think so the awareness it, it accumulates awareness accumulates right they had their dental salespeople in there saying are you testing your water yet are you treating your water yet Do, you know you maybe maybe you're using a tablet or a straw um and, and you're testing it to make sure it's worth maybe maybe you're just getting started so they knew that other dentists are doing this right uh, and they knew and maybe they saw some other stories of previous infections. Maybe they have friends that got inspected. But when this comes out, every single dentist gets it from the CDC. They get it from the ADA morning huddle. I tell you, in Vermont, every dental health provider and every medical health provider got a voicemail from the state Hmm. saying, reiterating what the CDC said. So the government's being proactive in saying that, you know, I think it's, uh, uh, it's time for dentistry as a profession, as Shannon Mills said, to uh, to take this seriously.
0: So what historically has kind of been the attitude towards dental water lines, you know, in dentistry as a whole, dental waterline maintenance, in dentistry as a whole, but maybe even just specifically to orthodontics, is there kind of a different way of looking at this topic?
1: I think for me talking to, you know, orthodontics, orthodontic staff, it's, Um, there may be a misconception that we're not doing really invasive procedures. There's not been a, you know, an outbreak or infection that they, that we know of that's linked back to an orthodontist. So, so we don't have to, we don't have to test, we don't have to treat, we don't use that much water. And that's just, that's just not true. Um, And there's, there's also some that are really on top of it that You know go above and beyond to make sure that everything is is clean and um testing and they're doing well um but i think um yeah i think there's just misconceptions around it as well as i've been doing this for you know 35 years i've never had an infection or i don't use that much water i don't need to to test or i'm plumbed in the city they test my the city tests the water and it's a good quality so i should be fine Um, Mike, do you have anything
2: that yeah. you'd add to that? You no, know, it's Kelly, it's because you talk to the people who are in the trenches and calling you, asking for help, guidance, and cheating on their water test results or whatever. But uh, from my perspective, which is kind of the far end of the far end of it, I've been impressed with orthodontists in general that if their willingness to not to not blink at the cost of adding a water testing and treatment regimen to what they're doing. If it's the right thing, they just say, "Let's do it." They're business people more so than some of the people that that Kelly talks to on a day to day basis. And I think uh, I, I've been impressed. Also, a lot of them have the the smarts to hire someone like Jackie Doors to help them with all things compliance. Right? There's other people that do what Jackie does. I think There's Andrea Cook uh, in another part of the country, and um, uh, and they so they so they want to make sure that they're buttoned up, and and they take pride. They take pride in it, but you're right, they, Kelly. They use less water. They use a lot less water, so they don't. So they, you'd think they'd be l- later adapters to the technology, right? Um, uh, a lot of them use tablets in their water bottles, like Blue Tab or ICX is the, another product. You just drop a tablet in, and with that, you pay as you go, and you only use as much as you need based on how much water you need. And as we know, ortho offices use. 10 10% of the hot water of a general dentist, right? And but that also means that the water is even more stagnant when it's in there. Um, so um they're smart to pay attention to it. Um, and uh, and this CDC advisory is just reminding everybody to maintain their diligence, I think.
0: Well, you kind of mentioned it there, but you know. One of the things that's at risk if they're not, you know, adhering to, you know, not taking care of their dental water lines is their license could be at risk. And now I'm curious as, you know, all orthodontists, you know, if you own a private practice and you're the sole doctor, it's very easy to be on top of that. But what about if you're in a group or a corporate structure? Um, What do you... Are there any special considerations? Because I know in talking to you, I know you had some stories about, you know, some dentists or some orthodontists or sorry, dentists, actually, in this case, um, who kind of got screwed because they were in a larger practice and the complaint came against them. Can you kind of talk about that?
1: Yeah. So it was, um, you know, like I said, there's so much in the realm of infection control. And so waterline maintenance is, is important, but it's a small part. There's so much else Other things to do, and um, yeah, the dentist that 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 called was was a local and dentist here at a group practice. But um, got a random inspection, not for water lines, Um, but water lines were are one of the things that water line test results are one of the first things that an inspector will ask for.
2: And the most expensive, right, Kelly?
1: Yes, I think the fines were over at that time. I think they've gone up since then, but the fines were over ten thousand dollars per day that he could prove that he had passing test results and it's his license. It's so it may be part of a a larger practice, but it was his license. And so it was just a a devastating,
2: it was a $70,000 It was a potential $70,000 fine. He called you, you went out, shocked his water lines, grabbed his water samples, brought them back to our flow cytometer, got him results in two hours. Saved him 70 bucks. What'd you get out of it, Kelly?
1: He came and gave me a hug and a Chick-fil-A sandwich, which was really, really a- nice. <laughs> <laughs> you could just see the defeat and just the. I think there's just some misconceptions around water lines in general, whether it's orthodontic, dental, whatever, dental, regular dentists. Um, and don't think that he had any malicious intent. And it was, so it was just really sad. His license that ended up, you know, taking the, hit he had he ended up moving to a
2: different state but um i was gonna say what else we got out of it was this cautionary tale right he got the, so to ask your question allison it was uh the risks are higher or the risks are the same but the reward is not, not i mean it's it's your license that can be in jeopardy even though mm-hmm. it's not your name on the door i
1: think now with Turnover and just kind of the, the world we're living in, there's so many jobs available. And so you kind of can pick and choose. And so there's a lot of turnover, I think, um, in, in dentistry in general, but even more so now. And I think the mainly complaints are driven from maybe a disgruntled employer, whatever it might be. Water, again, waterline's probably not going to be the first thing that gets, or going to be the what gets public health or OSHA, whoever in the door. But once they are, it's a, it's, you have to prove that you have water test results. Passing. So, um, yeah. And it's just, uh, I think the awareness has gone up, enforcement's gone up. And, um, I think this new, this newest infection, um, it's, it's not, it's like I said, it's not surprising to to me that it happened. It's sad. I, of course I don't want it to happen because it's preventable, but I think it's an eye opener, um, to be maybe people who didn't see the, the other infections that happened, right. um, whether it be Anaheim or Atlanta or mm-hmm. whatnot.
0: Yeah. Well, you mentioned it there a little bit, um, staffing. And, you know, you talked about how it might be a disgruntled employee that's filing a complaint that has nothing to do with den- dental water lines, but it gets, you know, state regulators in or so- an inspector in. But um can you talk a little bit about how just staff staffing is a big issue right now? Um, a lot of practices are short or they're seeing a lot of turnover. Um, can you talk a little bit about how, you know, just that issue is creating some inconsistencies or letting things slip through the cracks?
1: Yeah. And Mike kind of touched on this earlier, but with, um, so usually we would recommend tablets for orthodontic practices because they don't go through that much water, but with the, um, I think with the t- staff turnover, things getting busy, not being able to maybe hire uh, enough people just because of the times we're in, we find that they are going to straw us because it's, it does take out that extra. Are they putting a tablet every time we refill the bottle? It it takes out that, that compliance piece um of or just the I guess micromanaging piece, uh, because they know that antimicrobial is in there. So I've definitely seen a shift that way. Um and then just having a written, something that's written, a simple, easy procedure that's easy to follow uh, is so, so important. So standard operating procedure for water lines, something that's, this is what we do in the morning, in between patients, at the end of the day, because legacy errors can come into play where, you know, a new staff or a temp, there's a lot of temp employees that people will get for the day. They have to know your protocol. And honestly, people are so busy. It's like, do they get that training or you know, are you taking the time? And so we always recommend just keep it as simple as possible, let everyone know, and just do what you can to, to take steps to reduce um, contamination and uh, injury.
0: Okay, so let's kind of break down, what are the consequences of not ma- maintaining your dental unit waterline? We talked about infections, and that's what prompted the CDC um, Health Alert Advisory, but what are some of the other consequences um, of not, ma- not doing proper maintenance?
2: I'd say probably uh, a relatively common occurrence can occur. Every dental technician around the country that works on dental units has horror stories, and so does Kelly. Of what neglected dental water lines can look like and do. So, generally speaking, you, when everything's working fine, you're just cruising along. When that handpiece starts sputtering, when that air water syringe starts sputtering, or gets clogged, clogged lines, <laughs> clogged lines could be a, a little. Might be nature's way of saying, "Hey, something's happening here." It might be it. Might be mineral. It could be inorganic material but it could be organic material. That's some pretty mature biofilm in there having a party, clogging, clogging up your water lines. So um, that's probably the easiest, least expensive fix, right? Have that dental technician come out, uh, take a look at it, clean it out. And now, good idea. That's probably a good indicator. It's time to start testing and treating your water lines so that doesn't happen again. Um, but even that's not that common. I mean, it... It does happen, um, but it's uh, but it doesn't happen all the time. It varies widely with your source water. Um, but the next worst thing that can happen is, is the inspection, and that can be caused by a disgruntled employee, as you guys mentioned, ex-employee, or patient. And there's a lot more anxiety at every level these days. Ever since the pandemic, there's more anxious patients, and we've heard some stories of, Patients freaking out. Uh, there's you know I just whatever. There's just lots of stuff going on, right? Who's wearing masks? Who's not wearing masks? Uh, and there's just anxiety in the world. there's more anxiety. There's too much anxiety in the world, you know? Um, and so uh, so this is one thing that, regardless of what caused the complaint, Kelly always says this, one of the first three questions the inspectors ask is, show us your water test results. The other things that show us your autoclave test results make sure and show us that you're you're up to date on your continuing education so it's um that's that's the next thing and then the worst thing that could happen is an, an inspection an infection right and usually usually you don't know about those unless it's more than one kid right that's what triggers it and it's used and it's been mostly children uh because uh in these cases because mycobacterium obsessus is uh is particularly nasty, um, and it happens by and large. Uh, so most of these cases have been pulpotomies that are uh, that take place right in uh, in pediatric dental clinics. But uh, what we've learned is that you know, and a reasonable dental professional, whether it's a dentist, a dental assistant, or a hygienist, would follow the CDC guidelines. If you're not following the CDC guidelines, it's not that big a deal to start we can help you. Right.
1: Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I took a call and I've taken several calls, but this one sticks out and, and Mike was here um, kind of going to the clogged lines. A, a hygienist called and she thought that she was squirting worms into her patient's mouth because it was a dark Brown shape, shaped like a water line, shaped like the water line, but it's, it was a, just a, a biofilm. But, devastated i mean, hysterically crying um didn't really know what to do and so it was like ah so you just kind of get a whole range of emotions
2: people who are very scared right they want to do the right thing for the right reasons they're worried that they're they're worried that they're making healthy people sick and they've been scared our competitors use these pictures of worms coming out of dental water lines in our experience the worms are almost always uh not Worms, but but a long skinny stream of biofilm or something, of mm. uh, some kind of inorganic and organic material. And it's usually discolored or colored by some sort of cleaning uh, cleaner that they put in. The, that has got some dye in it or whatever. We've seen pink. We've seen lots of pink worms. They're not worms. There's just a lot. Of, it's just a lot of gooey biofilm. They just are in a long skinny strand, you know, so. But um, yeah, I think I think Kelly does deal with. She's a therapist as well as a as well as a waterline expert. People call and they are distraught.
1: I think they, I think it's hard to. People are like, I'm OCD clean. I'm doing everything right, and man, bacteria grows just so quickly in water lines that and so fast, and so they could be doing everything right and still you know have failing test results. And I think another part of it is I think. Sometimes dental professionals might be scared to test because they don't want to know the results. Because if they know, then they have to
2: think about it. But and they believe that having no results is better than having a failed result.
1: And it's just that's just not true at all. Um, it, it's we better to have failed results and working on a solution than no results at all. Because that's kind of like, oh, I knew I was supposed to do this for decades, but I just am not going to do it. But if you have results and you're working on it, that's, that's going to be, that's going to be different.
0: Okay. Okay. Mike, you, you mentioned there that, um, these compliance guidelines stem from the CDC. Can you guys talk about, um, what does it mean? What does it actually mean to have a compliant dental unit waterline with these guidelines?
2: Oh, that's a, that's a great question for clarification. Um, my answer, Kelly might have a better one, but my answer might be that, um, The ADA and the CDC says that the water that we treat patients with for non-surgical procedures should meet the standard for drinkable water, potable water, meaning 500 CFUs per milliliter of water or less. Sounds reasonable, doesn't it? That the water that you should be able to swallow the water that you're rinsing with. That's, that's the standard. Uh, Shannon Mills uh, will remind us that that's, not a health standard. It's an engineering standard. And, the, and if you think about it, um, Allison, it's an engineering problem. The reason bugs grow in the water lines is because they're small. And the water sits stagnant for 23 and a half hours a day. The engineering fix would be, to be make bigger lines. But it wouldn't be very ergonomic to use a fire hose to uh, clean someone's, you know, or to have them rinse, you know, as an air water syringe. So um, that's kind of... That's kind of the issue, but but that's a reasonable standard, and we do say that if you pass a water test, if your water's under five hundred CFUs per milliliter water, your water's safe, and you can sleep good at night. Your patients are safe, and then when you document it, your practice is safe, your reputation is safe, your, your, uh, your you know your exit strategy is safe.
1: I think also doing making sure that, and I guess this wouldn't necessarily for orthodontics, but using sterile water for any kind of surgical procedures is just so important, I think. Um, what some offices are doing is maybe using opening up a bottle of sterile water and pouring it into their regular dental unit, which is no, it's not sterile. So that just, is no oh, longer yeah. sterile. Um, and that's, it's hard to, to get people to understand it's not the, the water. The water itself, yes, it was sterile before you put it in there. But now it's not because you poured it in a container, yeah. Um, Or even just in general, like, oh, I use distilled water. You know, shouldn't that be good enough? And uh, we often find that distilled water is kind of even worse than just regular tap water because there's nothing in it. And so it's, we kind of call it a hungry water, kind of grab onto bacteria quicker. But a lot of people will just use distilled water thinking that's enough. And it's just not, it's not an antimicrobial.
0: Okay. So Let's talk about um, what dental unit waterline maintenance looks like for an orthodontic practice. What What are the key steps for maintaining waterlines?
1: Yeah. So there's three main steps uh, to dental unit waterline maintenance. So shocking would be the first step, or we'd always recommend people to, to shock. And shocking is using just a strong chemical. Because like Mike said, we can't get in there with a scrub brush and really clean out the insides of the water lines. So we have to rely on a strong chemical to really get in there and break up that biofilm and then flush it out. So shocking is just a strong chemical, not safe to use on your patients. Um, There's a couple of different protocols that that we recommend that we, we see good results with. We have a large dental unit water lab that we have tons of data from. Um, So we recommend a a strong shock. Um, That's step one. And then treating is be step two. So a daily maintenance product, whether it be a tablet like Blue Tab, ICX, um, Those are daily maintenance tablets that are designed to be continuously present in your your water lines, in your water bottle all the time. They'll keep your patients clean, keep your lines clean in between that shocking period. Mm -hmm. Um, And then testing. I love how Mike says it. Shocking and treating protect your patients, protect you as a dental professional. Testing protects your reputation. That's that documentation to protect your license, to protect your 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 practice. Mm -hmm. Um, But all three together. Are the three we like to call it the three steps or the proven three steps safe water or the proven protocol?
0: Okay. So with testing, um, first, how often should you be doing it, and then what are the kinds of tests that are available, or how do you test?
1: So depending on, we always kind of like re, uh, refer to the manufacturer's instructions. Some will say, "Hey, do a couple of back to back month, uh, two months back to back, get passing test results, and you can push it out to quarterly." um, we say quarter, you don't want to go past quarter. So if you, we want you to test at least four times a year, that way you, if you have clean, have water all four times, you know, you have had clean water that whole year. And Mike, I like how you, how you talk about, you know, shocking on the first day testing on the, the last one. Talk about that. That's, you talk about that so much better than me.
2: <laughs> no, but, um, Kelly's right. All the manufacturer most of the equipment manufacturers are now protecting their liability by saying by adding this to their instructions they now say it's on you, doctor. You need to test your water every ninety days. Quarterly water testing John Molinari said it it uh, is a is an understandable interval and it's and it's one that if you pass those tests every ninety days, you can sleep good knowing that your water's been safe. You do that four times a year. no one can say your water wasn't safe It's really. That's kind of nice. You don't have to test it every week like your autoclave, right? Um, and uh, but but uh, yeah, a buttoned up procedure for an ortho office is January one. Let's shock all our water lines. You know, you can use one to ten bleach, leave it in for ten minutes. You can buy a commercial product and leave it in overnight, or follow the instructions for use on it. Right? You might want to test your water right away and validate that the shock worked. Um, but then you go ninety days, and then you and then every day you put in a tablet or a straw, whatever you prefer. Uh, To Kelly's point, the tablets were always popular, particularly with orthodontists, because they use less water and you could pay as you go. And that's kind of a nice way to go, especially for a new guy just getting started. You don't have to buy a year's worth of product. But now they like the straws and they really do make sense. And they're almost, they are as cheap as the tablets, Um, really when they're on special. And they're occasionally on special, you know, like buy two, get one free or whatever, cheaper than a tablet. and then you just, so whatever you use, a tablet or a straw every day, and then 90 days later, let's say March 31st, you want to test your water. If you pass, that proves your water was safe for 90 days because you just tested it on the worst case scenario. Right? Okay. Then the next day you shot your water lines if you're using a tablet. If you're using Bluetooth, you can go another six months um, and then test again and then replace the Bluetooth every six months. Oh, two things. Uh, the, the only other thing I would say is that Fill your water bottles with your municipal tap water. Uh, you don't need to use commercially bottled distilled water, right? And don't use an in-office distiller or reverse osmosis unit uh, unless you test it frequently because those things have caused more problems for Kelly than anything else. They, they People think that they're the – because they're expensive. They cost $6,000 and – and uh, they're supposed to treat the water, uh, and they do. They remove all the total dissolved solids. They make water that's perfect for an autoclave, but not great for not great for patient treatment because because they sit. The water sits in a carboy. It sits in a reservoir. It sits in a pond. It sits in, right. It sits in this little pond, and then you fill it from that little pond. Fill your water bottles from the little pond, and it's. Um, it's a it's a great place to produce biofilm. Turns out, so uh, we don't we don't like those things. If you're going to use them, just validate that it's part of the solution and not part of the problem. But it's just easy. <laughs> municipal tap water works all the time. If you hate your municipal tap water, there are other choices. ADEC has the best guidance on that, but they they say don't use they say don't use distilled water. They use, they say use commercially bottled drinking water. Taste better, so less corrosive.
0: Okay. And then in terms of the testing options, um, what are the in-office options? And then, um, you know, what if they want to do something beyond an in-office option?
1: Yeah, so we have, uh, there's a couple of different um, in-office tests. We have quick pass, So it's uh, the only in-office test that's designed specifically for dentistry. Um, it's, it's a little paddle test. It's got germicidal neutralization built into the, the membrane itself. Um, which just means it's going to make your test accurate. So it's going to neutralize out silver or iodine, any of the products that are used in, in dental. Um, and it's a, it, you get results within 48 to 72 hours. Easy to read. It's a, it's a white membrane. Um, if there's any bacteria, it shows up as red colonies, red, orange, sometimes yellow. Easy to read. It's not going to give you a precise CFU count, but it's going to give you a good idea of where you're at. Um, And they're really cool, really easy to do. And you do it in the privacy of your own office. And a a lot of people like to do that, maybe the first test. Um, We also have, there's also mail-in testing options, um, which give you a report from a third-party lab. We have R2A testing method, which uh, is kind of known as the gold standard for testing. Uh, You send it in to us, we have a test kit, you get sterile, sterile vials, you send your samples overnight to us, to our lab. It takes seven days to get those test results back. Uh, And we also have flow, which is just love it. It's, it's, it's been, it seemed like it just, we just got it, but it's been a few years now. Um, It uses flow cytometry. So you get your results so quick. So you overnight them to us, we'll have your test results the same day we receive them. Mm -hmm. So you can celebrate early, take corrective action if needed, and we can walk through steps together. So it's uh, flows another mail in and you get that report. Um, But the in-office quick pass um, there's also a, a red paddle that's available and there's other, there's other meal in labs, but um, just as long as people are doing something quarterly, it's just so, so important. And keeping the documents.
0: Yeah. Well, I want to get to that in a second, but um, before I do um, now, if a practice fails a waterline test, they shouldn't immediately freak out. <laughs> correct. Cause I mean, it is hard. It can be hard to get rid of bacteria. It can be stubborn. Correct.
1: Absolutely. And I, you know, I, I think that I, like Mike said, I'm kind of like a therapist. I feel like sometimes because we get all over the the spectrum of, oh, I think it's fine. I mean, I think, I think it was, I think you guys contaminated or I think we contaminated or, and it's like, mm, I think it's, there's just a stubborn biofilm. So let's work together. But definitely, yeah, don't want any more panic. We always offer free consultations, no matter if you test with us or if you don't, if you're using our products or not. We want to help. We don't want one other inspection for fines. And for sure, we don't want any other infections to happen. So um, definitely no, don't panic. N- we can use that knowledge as power and, and go through what to do next. Um, and we just, we love, we're passionate about that. And, um, you know, like this infection, it's just, it's heartbreaking because it is, it, it is something that's preventable and don't want it to happen again. Um, but yeah, n- never panic. And it is, it, it people kind of do, and it's like, should I Stop practicing, and again, that would be a decision on their end. But I think as long as they're, they they meet with someone, they they work on it rather than oh, I failed. I'm going to just pretend that didn't happen. That's of course we don't want to do that. But again, yeah, not knowing that gives us a good place to start. And I like how Mike talked earlier. Let's make sure your shock was effective. If not, hey, we maybe need to be, be a little more aggressive with the shocking or just really flushing. But um, and I love flow for the the and test flow because it gives us more information on what's going on inside the line. So, um, it shows us live bacteria, dead bacteria, damage. It's, it's a, it's a lot of science, but it's really helpful for us doing consultations because it all kind of plays a part. So that dead bacteria, and this is gross, but it, it becomes food for live bacteria. So it can start this whole process really quickly, uh, of growing what and it already grows fast. So, um, yeah, definitely don't panic. Um, address it. We want to, and, and let us help you. We, we know that most dentists, hygienists, assistants didn't get into dentistry to treat or test water, but we did. So we want to help
0: any way that we can. Right. Okay. So now in terms of documentation, what kind of records should a orthodontic practice be keeping?
1: So standard operating procedures is a huge one. I think people skip, especially for water lines. So anytime you have an infection control policy, it's really important to have it written. So written standard operating procedure for water lines, and then proof that you're doing that. So those documentation, so the, whether it's the quick pass log that Mike showed of, you actually do the test yourself, you, you read, the, you, you know, you write the results, you, you read them. We have people that take, do take pictures and email them to us for our interpretation. Um, but it is that in-office test where you do it yourself. Um, and then there's the mail-in where you get that third-party report. We recommend keeping all of those for five years at least. But also, check with the dental board to make sure. Some some states are a little bit longer, but for the most part, it's, it's five years to keep those results. Um, and if you do have a failure, you want to you know take corrective action, shock, and then retest. Uh, but again, reach out to us because we always want to help.
0: You know. Before we kind of conclude this, I want to circle back to the reason we're doing this um, this podcast episode. When I'm talking to you guys, is that CDC health alert advisory? Um, you know, one of the, when Jackie Jackie reached out Jackie Doors who we spoke to last I spoke to last week. Um, we did an episode on what it meant for orthodontic practices, and she talked about you know one of the big risks was the fact that you know this could hit the media. And it did. Um, NBC News did do a story on it. And so, you know, she wanted practices to be aware that patients might be coming to them saying, is your practice safe? Um, what what do you think orthodontic practices should be taking away, in your opinion, on this health alert advisory?
2: Great question. First of all, orthodontic patients don't know that orthodontists don't use a lot of water. Right, they're gonna. If they see this NBC news story, they're taking you know, and you know how that works. Orthopractices, practices. They see 110 patients a day. Kids come in. Moms are in the waiting room. The moms are chatting amongst themselves. Did you see that NBC news story? You know, I think it's a more. It's it's more likely, even though it's it's more likely that they'll have that they'll have awareness that the patients will have awareness. and, and Jackie is prescient to recognize the fact that this is probably the first time uh, since the Anaheim case hit the news that patients would start asking about dental water lines and the safety of a dental practice. So it's so um, I would say, and Kelly, please help me out here, but I would say it's a great idea for ortho practices to get ahead of this. Um, we have a favorite ortho office, who's a Jackie's client, Gull- Gullen? orthodox go in the the greatest. They yeah, they they did a happy dance on Facebook after they passed the water test. And the reason they did a happy dance is because they worked hard to get there. They worked, it was not easy. They had to learn how to shop. They had to so so it's it's worth celebrating and it's worth and it might be worth having something in your waiting room that says we tested our water right? I think that might be a great internal marketing piece. And then when those moms are talking to each other, they say, Oh, you know, go see Dr. (laughs) Go see Dr. Reed. He's got a sign in his office that says the water's safe. So, um, I think it's, I think that it's smart to get ahead of this and it's smart to show off that you're ahead of this. It's smart to brag a little bit about all of your infection control procedures yeah, this is just the smallest part of it, but it's also the most recent, relevant, and kind of scary part of it.
1: Right. And I think just knowing, having, making sure everyone is aware that patients may ask, and you want to make sure that everyone can confidently answer what you're doing, and that, yes, we are testing, and we we go above and beyond because we care about you. And um, because I think the worst part would be is not having an answer for someone. Like, do you test well, I, I think I think we do. You know, you, you want to be really confident. And yes, we do. And we use we, we go out of our way. We put an antimicrobial in the water to make sure you're safe. We shock. We test. We are in line with what the state dental board says, ADA, FDA, CDC, OSAP, OSHA, and just knowing what that protocol is um, is key. I mean, it's. I think it, people are going to ask, and I think it would be worse to kind of be like, uh, I'm not sure. Or to kind of give not the, the correct answer. Cause then you never know, like at my dentist, what I asked was, what do you guys do to treat your water? And they said, they shock every day. I'm like, Mm-mm, lying.
2: They're lying. I know. They're
1: lying.
2: <laughs> but, it's just, but misconception, they're probably shocking their evacuation lines every day. Totally. Exactly.
1: So I mean, and um and now I, now I think, and now they're, they're, they're I, we got them all on board, but um, with, with testing, but um, it, it's so important to know and just going above and beyond because parents are going to ask. And I think, um, I think now with social media and I mean, I guess 2015 with Anaheim, I mean, there, there was, but I don't think it's like it is now. And it's just people who I know about it more than I think they did with Anaheim.
0: Yeah it could really damage your reputation as a practice that the reputation you've built. Yeah. yeah. Well, before we close out, I wanted to ask you guys. Um, so pro edge is kind of, you know, you, you guys definitely have shown that you have some expertise here. So I'm just curious um, or for our listeners, what are some of the resources you have available and what kind of services are you offering?
1: Yeah. So we always offer free consultations again, no matter what, if you're testing with us, if you're not, if you get, if, if you're just getting started, don't know where to start, we'd love to help you get set up with a protocol. Um, we also have a, a live webinar the first Friday of every month where we offer a live CE credit. Um, and then we do some just in-office trainings, whether it's virtual or if you're in Colorado, love to come and see you. Um, but virtual trainings where we can offer a training certificate, just going through um, the basics of, I mean, we'd go through a presentation and kind of go over the, why this is so important, what it is about, but just having that, that certificate could, you can put it in your, in your waiting room and let people know that, Hey, we do care. This is what we're doing. Um, so we do all all offer all of that. But I think what I just truly love about ProEdge is, is again, we don't care what product you're using, who you're testing with. It doesn't matter. Um, just call us. We want to help.
2: Yeah. Our, we have a large, and expanding we have the largest team of water experts in the world and it's it's expanding all the time as needed um because people people are asking questions and they are so great they take kelly takes as much time with the smallest office as she does with the biggest offices she talks to the biggest offices that's for sure um and um but i would say also if you don't you know if you don't want if if you're a younger person and you want to do it yourself our website has a brand new learning center that is so robust. has It has just so much new content that no, you can't get anywhere else. You can get, you can really get lost in there and find uh, find what you're looking for fast. Um, we do have some, we have lots of videos starring Kelly and Kelly um, that are that are very well done and very popular and uh, and, and super helpful because they're short and sweet and uh, they get right to the point here's how to shock here's how to test here's how to use quick pass you know here's how to do it yourself um here's how to install stuff uh very simple uh all that but our but our new website just, so the timing is really good because uh you know when we put a lot of work into the new website our marketing people remind us me and kelly all the time about how much work it's been for them to <laughs> so um they'd They'd be mad at us if we didn't steer people there because it's pretty good. ProEdgeDental.com. There's just tons of tons of new. Stuff. Oh, just go to resources, resources, and then find your way around. There's so much, and it's all it's real. It's all non-commercial until you get to the products page, you know. But uh, it's all it's.
1: They can set up consultations on there as well, or um, join the sign up for uh, webinars or just get some information. Um, and again, like I was saying, uh, telling you, I think earlier is everything's confidential. We always want to just make sure that offices know it's confidential. Um,
2: we just want to help. Oh yeah. That's a good point. So yeah, when you do a, I was just to that when you do a mail-in test with us, it's confidential. It's completely confidential. We won't send it to anyone else without your permission, but we recommend that if you've got a compliance, a compliance, uh, specialist, Consultant who you trust, like Jackie or or any of those folks, um, that you include them on the results because they like helping out with that stuff, and they're pretty good at it, right? So uh, that's kind of a neat idea, and it doesn't hurt to have a trusted advisor in the loop with you. We also have a dashboard that is recent, and what that allows is compliance across multi multiple sites and multiple levels. So uh, there can be an administrator who can look at a thousand offices and see the results who's passing who's testing who's failing who's not testing who needs a reminder time to test things like that and that really they love that the compliance people love the automation of having help with compliance we're trying to wrap this up well you were asking about we were talking about confidentiality and all of our water tests are confidential but there's nothing more confidential than doing it yourself with an in-office water test even John Molinari and Jackie love the fact that people well, and that's why people that's why it's popular because people go I don't want anyone to know I don't want anyone to know until I'm passing I just want to see how I'm doing samples of quick pass on our website as well so I'd love to give samples if not reach out you can get a free quick pass sample on our website that's a cool idea
0: all right. Well, thank you, Kelly and Mike, so much for going really in depth here. I so appreciate it. And I'm sure our listeners will too. And to our listeners, uh, be sure to subscribe to the Medcore podcast network to keep on the up on the latest episodes uh, related to orthodontic products. And to keep up with the orthodontic industry news, check out orthodonticproductsonline.com. Until next time, take care.